Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Candidates Podcast. I'm Carlin. And I'm Noor. Before we start, we just wanted to remind anyone who will be 18 by this November and able to vote in their first presidential election to please check the deadline for your state and register as soon as possible. Seven million Americans born in 2001 to 2002 will turn 18 by the election. This is your chance to exercise your right and make the difference that you want to see in our nation. You can go to vote.org or rockthevote.org to find out more information and to register. That being said, let's get into today's topic. In this episode, we will be focusing on the policies and responses of Donald Trump and Joe Biden regarding immigration. I'm sure many of you are familiar with a few of the basics of Trump's immigration stance. Most likely, this comes to mind. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be built. We're going to build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. Yes, the infamous border wall separating the U.S. from Mexico has definitely been consistent in Trump's immigration policy since he first ran for president in 2016. According to the White House website, to restore the rule of law and secure our border, President Trump is committed to constructing a border wall and ensuring the swift removal of unlawful entrants. Like we said, Trump built a major part of his 2016 campaign on the promise of building a wall, totally paid for by Mexico. Large amounts of funds have gone into the building of this wall, yet Mexico refused to fund it. According to the United States border chief, Rodney Scott, 158 miles of the border wall system have been completed as of April 10th. An additional 192 miles are currently under construction. In May 2018, the Justice Department announced a policy of zero tolerance of unauthorized crossing of the border with Mexico. Along with that, Trump's administration has continued and supported the policy of family detention that was present in the past two administrations, in which migrant families are incarcerated for long periods of time. The administration has also been criticized for the continuation of overcrowded and unsanitary migrant detention centers in which young children as well as adults are placed at the southern borders of the U.S. The White House site also states that Trump and his administration want to protect American workers by supporting the end of chain migration, which is when the U.S. citizens or green card holders can sponsor the immigration of their family members to America. Additionally, the president wants to get rid of the diversity visa program, which provides a limited number of visas to immigrants from countries that have low rates of immigration to the U.S. and move the country to a merit-based entry system. About that, actually, as of April 23rd, Trump had signed an executive order that temporarily suspended the diversity visa program and stopped chain migration in order to protect American jobs during the pandemic. In the past, the Trump administration has worked to restrict access to asylum in the United States by putting restrictions on anyone traveling through Mexico or Guatemala, attempting to prevent victims of gang and domestic violence from receiving asylum, systematically prosecuting adult asylum seekers for misdemeanor illegal entry, and severely limiting the ability of members of the LGBTQ community, an especially vulnerable group in many parts of the world, to qualify for asylum. In 2015, before he was elected to the presidency, Trump proposed rolling back birthright citizenship for U.S.-born children of illegal and undocumented immigrants. He said in October 2018 that he intends to use an executive order to remove the right of citizenship to people born in the U.S. to foreign nationals. Some legal scholars believe you can get rid of birthright citizenship without changing the Constitution. With an executive order? Exactly. Right. Uh, Have you thought about that? Yes. Tell me more. It was always told to me that you needed a constitutional amendment. Guess what? amendment. You don't. You don't. Number one. Number one, you don't need that. Number two, I mean, that's in dispute. You could definitely that's very much in dispute. Well, you can definitely do it with an act of Congress. But now they're saying I can do it just with an executive order. 
Now, how ridiculous. We're the only country in the world where a person comes in, has a baby, and the baby is essentially a citizen of the United States for 85 years with all of those benefits. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it has to end. Another well-known example of Trump's policy is the 2017 travel ban, which banned immigrants from seven predominantly Muslim nations, Iran, Iraq, Libya, Somalia, Syria, Sudan, Yemen, and North Korea, and some officials from Venezuela from getting visas to the U.S. as a method of counterterrorism. Trump also signed an executive order that banned foreign nationals from seven predominantly Muslim countries from visiting the country for 90 days, suspended entry to the country of all Syrian refugees indefinitely, and prohibit any other refugees from coming into the country for 120 days. The 2017 ban was eventually blocked by federal judges, although a third, arguably less severe version of the ban was proposed by the administration and is still in place. As of this January, the travel ban has been extended to include six more nations. The last of Trump's policies that we wanted to mention is metering, or limiting the number of asylum applications accepted per day. This can result in migrants being forced to remain in dangerous border towns. So now we're going to move on to Joe Biden and his ideas on immigration, as well as the Obama administration policies that he supported as vice president. First of all, here's what Biden has promised to do in his campaign. According to his campaign website, Biden wants to take urgent action to undo Trump's damage and reclaim America's values, modernize the immigration system, welcome immigrants, reassert America's commitment to asylum seekers and refugees, challenge the causes of irregular migration, and implement effective border screening. Biden also said that he would immediately increase the number of refugees the U.S. admits to 125,000 refugees annually. Specifically, in his first 100 days promise, Biden has said that he will undo the policies that separate parents from their children, prioritize the reunification of children with their families, restore asylum laws, push humanitarian resources to the border, end prolonged detention, enable migrants to live in safety and dignity while waiting for course hearings, move funds from a building a wall to improving screening at ports of entry, protect dreamers and their families, rescind the travel bans, which he directly refers to as Muslim bans on the website, end workplace raids and protect sensitive locations such as hospitals, schools, places of worship for immigration enforcement action, ensure that ICE is held accountable for inhumane actions, convene a regular meeting of leaders, including from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, and Canada, address the factors driving migration, and propose a regional resettlement solution. So all those promises definitely are something to think about, but it's also important to look at what Biden has actually done in his past positions. In 2007, when Biden was representing Delaware in the Senate, he opposed giving driver's license to illegal immigrants. However, during that year, he also said, there doesn't need to be a 700-mile fence, 14 million illegals, now you tell me how many buses, carloads, planes that are going to go out, round up all these people, spend hundreds of millions of billions of dollars for the whole world watching while we send these folks back, rather than get a background check on all of them, take out the criminals, get them back, and provide for a means by which we allow earned citizenship over the next decade or so. During his Senate career, Biden voted no on declaring English the official language of the United States government and voted yes on allowing illegal immigrants to benefit from social security and giving guest workers a path to citizenship. As vice president, Biden championed the creation and expansion of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, also known as DACA, and the Deferred Action for Parents of Americans program, also known as DAPA, as well as the Central American Minors program, which allowed parents with legal status in the U.S. to apply to bring their children up from Central America to live with them 
and the creation of a White House task force to support new Americans and help them integrate into their new homes and communities. However, while Biden was vice president, Obama's administration deported more migrants than any other president had before, 3 million between 2009 and 2016. When asked about the deportations that occurred under Obama during a debate in September, Biden did not budge. He says, I stand with Barack Obama all eight years, good, bad, and indifferent. His failure to denounce Obama's actions have voters questioning their confidence in his ability to carry out his immigration policy promises. But yeah, but you, you didn't answer the question. Well, the question yeah, is, did you, make the question. A, no, did you make a mistake with those deportations? The president did the best thing that was able to be done at the How about time. you? I'm the vice president of the United States. It's also important to recognize that Biden doesn't back some of the more progressive policies that have been proposed or embraced by other candidates, such as decriminalizing the act of crossing the border without authorization, placing a temporary ban on deportations, designing the agencies in charge of immigration enforcement. Now that we have talked about Biden and Trump's individual policies, since we're focusing on immigration, we definitely need to talk more about DACA and explain what's been happening in the news a lot lately. Trump attempted to end DACA, but his efforts were determined to be unlawful and were blocked by the Supreme Court on June 18th. Trump says he will renew his effort to terminate the act. The Migration Policy Institute estimates that about 66,000 young immigrants meet the age requirement to join the program, but haven't been able to do so because the government has only been renewing two-year permits for those already enrolled. Trump responded to the situation on his Twitter, writing, The Supreme Court asked us to resubmit on DACA. Nothing was lost or won. They punted, much like in a football game, where hopefully they would stand for a great American flag. We'll be submitting enhanced papers shortly. And, quote, These horrible and politically charged decisions coming out of the Supreme Court are shotgun blasts into the face of the people that are proud to call themselves Republicans or conservatives. As for Biden, he will ensure that DREAMers are eligible for federal student aid, such as loans and Pell Grants, and are included in his proposals to provide access to community college without debt. That's all we have for you today in terms of immigration. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, at Candidates Podcast, and on your TikTok, at Candidates Podcast, for more updates and information. We have exciting plans for future episodes that we can't wait to share with you. And in the meantime, catch up with us in our previous episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to register to vote. Links for registration will be in the description of this episode. Until next time, this is Candidates. Our sources for today's episode are on theissues.org, Politico, Joe Biden's campaign website, the White House website, foreignpolicy.com, Oxios, The New York Times, and ferris.org.